episode 201B. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. We were harder pretending to be half hour wasted than they do for real. Legion of dudes. And I told the lady. Look, this is a restaurant. We have some sanitary standards here. We can't have you doing that in the dining room. And that is how I learned my recipe for turducken. <laughs> wow. It always warms my heart to tell that story around the holidays. Well, that's good. Well, it's been uh, a couple weeks, and um, we, we had a, a, quite the response to our, our last half-hour wasted show, wouldn't you say? I would say. I would say. I would, I would say as well. First off, um, if you hadn't heard, uh, two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago, we did um, Half Hour Wasted episode 200.1. And uh, Half Hour Wasted was taking a, a hiatus of sorts, taking a, a break uh, between a few episodes. They had just done episode 200, so we thought, hey, let's fill in. And, and um, I thought we had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you tuned in, we did this full-on, uh, well, we did a full-on half-hour wasted show where we uh, uh, broke into Bill's house and all that. But, you know, as you obviously, no, we didn't break into Bill's house and uh, we didn't really uh, do any of that. But we had a lot of fun doing a nice little parody show of that. And I was pleased that uh, Brad, Frank, and Bill also uh, appreciated what we did. And if you listened to last week's show, they, they really did enjoy the show we did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Jim, you weren't with us. Did you get a chance to listen to our our version? Oh, I absolutely did, and I'm sorry I couldn't make the trip out to uh, to uh, Bill and the professor's house with you guys. <laughs> but I couldn't get away from work. You know yeah, how it is. Yeah. But I did get to listen to it. I really liked uh, John's tweets. Um, but I'm really sorry I missed it because uh, you know it, it, it turned out really well. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through some of the. It's funny before we actually aired that. Um, we kept getting emails from Brad during the course of the day after we recorded saying, okay, so when do I get to hear this thing? And we're like, um, Monday when it airs, <laughs> you know, did everything we can to dodge him. And then finally it's like, oh, oh, sorry, Brad, I was out. Um, yeah, it's up online right now. Go listen to it. So he's like, oh, great. And you're like, don't forget, parody is the sincerest form of flattery. And he was still a little hesitant, but then he heard it and he really enjoyed it. One of my favorite comments was from, uh, Chub Toto one. That was good old pre- chub dude. There, that was pretty good. Jordan's spoof of Frank Facts was good, but you know, no one has knowledge of the Frank like Frank. To which I questioned spoof. I thought we were doing it straight. <laughs> um, where are we going here? Uh, so it obviously here. wasn't Frank's facts. It was Jordan's japes and. Uh, oh my else? gosh! You, oh, don't don't even totally ask different. me to repeat what those were. <laughs> totally, <laughs> to- totally different, though. Totally different. We we went. I mean, we, we we took we took all of their bits and went over the top with them, which was what made it a lot of fun. I think to do. Poor poor Stephen. I just finished the episode, and the only thing I have to say is, I sure do miss Brad, Frank, and Bill. <laughs> it's like that one. That one stung a little, but he went on to uh, say a little more how it was a lot of fun. 
Oh, here we go. Uh, DZ Reevy, who, who did say he was going to send a voicemail, but unfortunately we didn't get it in time before we uh, recorded this. So any voicemails we may get um, before our next LOD show, we'll be sure to, uh, to air those uh, on another show. But DZ Reevy from Sydney, Australia, brilliant guys, just brilliant. I left more at this episode than I have at any other podcast for a long time. You guys nailed it. That's what she said. The sound bites, the spider solitaire on Facebook, the Jordan facts, the tweets. Seriously, guys, well done. Finally, I know that it is a cheap laugh, but I always. La- Finally, I know that it's a cheap laugh, but I always laugh whenever John has to be bleeped. Sorry to say it, Brad Frankenbill, but HHW one fifty has been surpassed as best HHW ever. And I think, uh, um, for Brad read that one last week as well. So I'm repeating some ground. Uh, Frank, oh man, did you guys nail us? And he did email us saying how much he he enjoyed the show. Uh, thanks for making me laugh. So hopefully we'll get to continue to make you laugh this week. Um, we are going to play it a little bit straighter this week because uh, the joke is up, so to speak. But we're still going to have some fun. We're filling in with... Two, this is episode 201B. Uh, no sense keeping any kind of number naming structure because it doesn't really matter anyway. Um, I do believe we do have a sponsor this week. Oh, yes. Let's get and as always... Out of the way. As soon as they find do the I, music. As soon as they find the music. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> ecbservice.com Discount Comic Book Service is the sponsor for Half Hour Wasted. You can get all of your comics at ridiculously low prices. 35, 40, 50, even 75% off. And this month, um, you still should have just a little bit of time to squeak an order in if you're lucky. They have King Conan Scarlet Citadel number one from Dark Horse. This is the first time... um, that Dark Horse has put a miniseries devoted entirely to the trials and exploits of Robert E. Howard's King Conan. Um, and the Conan stuff by Dark Horse has been very good, so um, so I definitely recommend this. 87 cents. Nice. Ridiculous. 87 Iron Man 2. You can't point, beat that. You can't. It's, it, yeah, you just have to get, like, two. Um, Iron Man 2.0. Number one. 99 cents. 75% off. New mission, new armor, new Iron Man. Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes is War Machine. One other thing, um, iZombie, trade paperback volume one, Dead to the World, $7.49. It's 50% off. If you haven't uh, picked up iZombie, it's a Vertigo title um, from Chris Roberson and uh, Mike Allred doing the art. Um, It's very very an offbeat. Um, It's kind of a different take on the zombie um, genre. It's not the sequel to a Will Smith movie? No. Okay. Sorry, but no. Very good. Um, also on the sister stock, uh, site, InStockTrades.com, DC, Marvel, and Image are now 38% off on all um, trade paperbacks and hardcovers and free shipping on orders of $50 or more. So, again, check them out, DCBService.com and InStockTrades.com, your sponsors for today. Nice. You did that with 10 seconds to go. On the music. Uh, Ken? Yes? Uh, unfortunately, since I wasn't here last time, uh, I would like to make up for my absence by uh, presenting a little uh, something that I put together oh, uh, okay. for, us, for us to listen to, if that's okay. That, that's okay. Let's, let's see what you have. Can you cue that up for me? I uh, can. Okay. Here we go. Thanks so much. It's 
since the dawn of time in 1965, the Homo sapien has had the novel Dune to learn from, to reflect on, and to improve the human experience with. It is with great pleasure I welcome you, the listener, to don your smoking jacket and grab your seat in the leather wingback chair next to the fireplace. And now to transport your psyche into realms of unrealized pleasures, a reading from the Book of Dune. thousands of years. Its emperor, Shaddam IV, believed it would last forever. He was wrong. In a far corner of the empire was a desert planet called Dune. It was the most important planet in the empire because it was the only planet on which the spice melange could be found. Melange could give people strange mental powers. The Fremen, people who lived on Dune, hated the empire because it ruled their world harshly. Their legend said that someday a great leader would come to their world. He would set their world free and change the galaxy forever. They were right. This is the story of how it happened. As Oscar Wilde once said, the only thing better than reading Dune is having someone read it to you. I don't know what to say. Well, now, or, to, be f- to be fair, Ken, I didn't actually read from the Dune text. I was going to say, that, that wasn't exactly the what I expected from what I hear from Bill. That was definitely... Um, Sounds a little elementary. There's something off on that one, yeah. Yeah, it's actually the, uh, the, the children's storybook version, <laughs> adaptation <laughs> of the David Lynch film of Frank Herbert's Dune. So it's it's... The, the Frank Herbert made into a movie, made into a kids' book. Yeah, I always thought Dune was best as a kids' book. Oh well, there you go. That must clearly be our life lesson for today. Dune is much better as a kids' book, according to Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bust that one out. Thanks for coming <laughs> in on cue. You know what? I didn't expect that we'd be doing a a Dune clip, but I figured while we're at it, let's just do one according to Jim as well. Let's call it all back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What else we got for this week? Did um, I'm the only one who has seen Tron, right? Yeah, I'm going Tuesday afternoon. I'm taking my nephew. Yeah, I'm probably going Tuesday evening or so. Yeah, you guys have a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I think I'm going to wait and do a Jeff Bridges double feature with True Grit. <laughs> I kind of oh, want to do that, too. But... Yeah. I didn't realize he was in that. Yeah, I don't think True, I don't think True Grit will be... Um, even though it's PG thirteen, I think it might be a little much for my five year old nephew. So I Probably, think I'll yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would imagine pass on that one. No, Tron was really to- enjoyable though. I I did like it a lot. We'll talk about it on a future uh, HHW uh, or excuse me, a future LOD show. I'm sure. Nice. I am looking forward to True Grit though. I uh, I'm a big fan of the original with uh, John Wayne, of course, and Glenn Campbell, and uh, young. I guess was it Pam Darby was was very young. Kim Darby and yeah. Kim Darby, thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I'm not uh, – Coen Brothers can be very hot and cold for me. Um, but from what I've seen of the trailers and stuff, it looks very good. And, and Jeff Bridges, 
Um, I, I'm glad to see he doesn't appear to be like channeling John Wayne. He seems to be kind of doing his own thing in his uh, performance as Rooster Cogburn. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that turns out. Right. Is that who? That's that's um, Bridges is playing. He's playing the John Wayne character. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I agree with you about the Cord Brothers, but when they nail it, they really nail it. You know what I mean? Like uh, you look True. at a movie like uh, you know No Country for Old Men, or um, my personal favorite of theirs is the Hudsucker Proxy, although a lot of people disagree with that. Or the uh, the Big Lebowski, of course. Right. Yeah, my personal favorite is Raising Arizona. Son, you know you got a panty on your head. Really? Nothing. Well, that's it for this show, everybody. We hope you had a good week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a good push for the crickets. But I don't have that one on my board either. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Racing Arizona just doesn't do it for me for some reason. I know lots of people love the movie, and it's not like I thought it was bad. I just, not really my thing. But I do love Big Lebowski. Um, No Country for Old Men, as you said before, is definitely a great one. I run a bit cold on Fargo, although it's definitely a good movie. It's not mostly my my sense of humor. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'd love to do a big Lebowski commentary track of it uh, somewhere down the road. That'd be fun. I had a hard time getting into that one. I think there's there's bits and pieces that are really, really funny. Um, and I, I think I just need to go back and watch it again because um, I know everybody raves about it. But I just – I had a hard time getting into it. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> We had a fun uh, thing on Facebook with uh, Jim and I, um, my f- a good friend of mine who has uh, gotten shaggier over the years, uh, pretty much looks like, uh, looks like the dude now. <laughs> Supposedly there was a line in, in Tron Legacy that was uh, channeling the dude a little bit. He tells him, like, you're killing my vibe or something like that. Well, I mean, or... it, it, there was that, but people seem to forget that that was also the way he was in the first movie in Tron. We were like, come on, True. man, what are we doing, man? And there was a lot of that that just it didn't work for me as well, like hearing this old guy saying, man. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, I will say there was a reference into something I brought up during our commentary about how does time move in that world. You know, and they basically pretty much say, you know, hours here um, are minutes out there. Nice. So. Yeah, the critics have been pretty tough on it. I guess it made, what, about $45 million, I think, is for the weekend. Um, and I think 66 worldwide total so there was a little soft on what they thought i mean um yeah what what i'm hearing is critics are hating it but nerds and fans are loving it and it's just the opposite for uh green hornet the critics are enjoying that or giving that good reviews and the 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 nerds and the fans are hating on it which i saw the i did see the green Hornet trailer in 3d and it looks it looks absolutely horrible are there really a lot of green hornet fans out there like, I don't think of it as something that has an especially strong fan base these days. No, but it's one of those things. This has fallen into that, that um, you know, classic TV being remade into a campy movie thing. Sure, it looks like it's going to have a higher production value than, say, Charlie's Angels did. But they're, 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 they're goofing it up. They're making it, you know, clearly but Green a Hornet comedy. was always campy. Green Hornet was really <sighs> Yeah, but it, I don't know. This just doesn't seem like – maybe people are like – especially myself are remembering it with more reverence than it deserves. But it's almost like you know, it's, I, I just can't see this being in any way honoring the original show. That's just the original, the original show was a spinoff of the Adam West Batman. I mean you can't get any campier than that. You know what I mean? 
But I original, mean, that, I mean, if you going back to its roots, it was what a radio drama, and then mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't know that it was a comic, but it was a lot more straight in its original incarnation. And I think, you know, based on reading the Kevin Smith series and what his plans were for it, it, it seemed to be a little straighter right. than what they're playing it off with the Rogan thing. I, I will say this: the first trailer I saw, I was rolling my eyes, and, and a lot of the things I've seen on it, I wasn't real thrilled with. But I did see the most recent trailer, and if if for nothing else but the action and the fighting and the stunts and Kato, um, it made me a little more interested in wanting to see it than uh, than I originally did. Yeah, this uh, 2011 is going to be a huge uh, year for geek movies if you think about it. Oh, absolutely, it is insane. I saw I saw the Thor trailer in 3D, and, and I got to tell you, Ooh. that it I, it looked good, and even the 3D looked. Good to me, and, and I'm not saying I'm suddenly an advocate for the 3D, um, but that just enough. Like the first 3D movie of this new generation of 3D that I saw was Alice in Wonderland last year, and it was like well, I was like I was watching the movie through a viewmaster. Like there might be some subtle 3D here and there, but the faster things were moving, things got out of focus and hard to track. Well, the key with that one is it was done after the fact. It well, was shot in 2D. And well, then- there's two fo- two phases. You're right. It, it was shot in 2D and it was converted. But also, it was one of the first conversions. And one thing that's being pr- proven out is that the more time you have available to you, the conversions can yes. look just as good as the shot in 3Ds can. Yeah, um, it was interesting. Uh, when that Clash of the Titans remake came out, that was right about the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife and I saw that and How to Train Your Dragon in the same day. And it was like night and day on the 3D. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the Clash of the Titans was converted. And like you say, Ken, it looked like a Viewmaster in a few places or whatever. It wasn't, you know, fully, fully 3D. And then we saw How to Train Your Dragon in IMAX 3D. And it was just, I mean, it was mind blowing. Yeah, it was, so- it was a, quite a ride. And I realized, I mean, you, you guys finally in your neighborhood got a really nice IMAX 3D theater. Yeah, right? we did. Well, that makes all the difference. It does really. make a difference, yeah. No, I saw it on the uh, the Cinemark XD. I saw Alice in Wonderland on there, there, and that's a little smaller than the IMAX screen is. Uh, and so I saw Tron in the in the IMAX, and you're right that does that that definitely could make a difference. I don't know what Green Green Hornet was shot in. I think that was a con- is a conversion job though. But it's also, a convert. But it's also going to have be one of the first movies to benefit from the time factor, whereas those other movies yeah. we mentioned didn't have. And yeah. I will say Clash the 3D, horrible, yeah, yeah. I will say the 3D in in the trailer for Green Hornet did look good. Not enough to make me want to see the movie. Um, I believe Thor is the same way. Thor might be a conversion too. Yeah, um, no, Thor's I, a conversion. I just looked up on Wikipedia and it looked like they said it was shot in 3D. Shot in? Okay, I mean it might, it might be, but really, um, or it said it was originally conceived in 3D. Let me reopen up the yeah, tabs. Yeah, that might be yeah, a I different. I don't think that was shot in 3D. But like, let me let me give you an example. Um, the opening shot of the trailer, which we all should remember, it's a top-down shot of the complex that they built over the temporary complex they built built over the site of the hammer. You know, you know what I'm talking about in the desert. So the right. top top-down yep. shot, you see the you see the the tent corridors and the the structure they they fashioned. In the 3D trailer, you actually get a sense of depth and scale and height to that, even from that top-down shot. Just that little bit. Now the trailer was in IMAX and 3D, or just 3D. Um, it, well, it, it filled the screen. Whether you can say that's truly an IMAX shot or not, I don't know. But it was clear; it was definitely a 3D shot, 3D trailer. Uh, it was filmed in 2D, by the way, and then converted, converted. into 3D. But, but it, it did say they did plan yeah, from the beginning not. for everything to be converted, so they shot it right 
in ways to allow for that, I guess. Yep. And, and that and that's possible. So, I mean, the production, but the time is a key component on this. Um, yep. There'll be a lot of that. Look at uh, now. You look at Transformers Three. Now, I did not see this teaser for that there, but a lot of that is shot in 3D. Not everything is shot in 3D, but a lot of it is. And they're saying on that movie, by the time it goes in theaters, you won't be able to tell the difference between what was shot in 3D and what was converted to 3D. And I'm looking forward to actually seeing. I'm, I'm for Tron especially. I'm still of the 3D. Added a little bit, like it changed the experience enough, and this time for me in a positive way, and it certainly did not take it away from me, anything away from the movie. Whereas with Alice in Wonderland, and I can't speak the Clash of Times because I didn't, I didn't see that in 3D, but with Alice in Wonderland, I will almost say it, not almost, I will say it detracted from my own experience. Uh, now, I, one last thing on 3D, uh, uh, I want to say, another trailer we saw was uh, a, a nature. Production that is that was filmed in IMAX 3D, and that trailer—I forget the name of it—but those scenes looked spectacular, very clear, very sharp. Both the the format of the of the picture and the 3D itself. So I was actually very impressed by that. Not enough to want to see that particular particular film, um, but just when you actually do shoot something like that in in that way, uh, how good it can look. I show a saw a show in 3D last night. But it was a little bit different. It wasn't pre or post converted. It was uh, done right at the moment because it was Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Did you see it? I did. Oh I did. yeah. Aww. How was that monstrosity? Uh, well, I'm going to have a full review for the HHW LOD family later on. But uh, in a nutshell, uh, the first act. It was two acts. The first act, more good than bad. I actually really enjoyed it. There was a lot of cool stunts. The story was uh, had some very funny moments. The music was okay. And then in the second act, it kind of all fell apart. There was a lot of weird, like, you they mean changed. Technically? The f- no, no. Uh, technically, there was no problems. There was nothing like you. you no injuries. Yeah, no injuries. we got hurt this uh. time? Not that I know of. Uh, there was no, like, there was, like, maybe one place where it paused for, like, a second. But that would be, like, your normal theater stuff. That has nothing to do with it being this show. Okay. Um, it was just, like, they changed the framing device in the second act. Um, they some weird stuff is going on in the story. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. It just kind of ended, which I know the ending is one of the things that they're retooling. They're writing a new song, which is yeah. great because it would be awesome to have an actual ending instead of just the banner falling at the end saying Spider-Man and then everybody comes out to bow. Now, now when um, you say it ended, so, you mean it stopped. Like I've seen movies where the, the, you never got a satisfying wrap-up or conclusion. It just kind of stopped. Is that yeah, pretty much what happened to you? It was – Something happens at the end, and they're like, oh, yay, and then the batter falls down, and the end music plays, and you're like, wait, that was... That was it? <laughs> that was it, right? You know, there should be like... It, so it's based on One More Day, then? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, no, no, it's not, it has nothing to do with that, but... Um, I kid, I kid. Like, there was certain things... Uh, like I said, I'll get into it more later, but there was some stuff in it that was really good, and I'm not just talking about the stunts. Some of the acting was great, some of the music was pretty good. Some of the uh, the stuff they did with the sets was just incredible, but it was story wise where it was like some of it just really fell flat in the second half, or second half rather. Right. So if you want to go have, and you have the money to spend, leave after the first act. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. You know, I've uh, I, I definitely I've, I've always I've, wanted to see it. Now, will you, will you consider still? Yeah, let me try it again. Would you would you be considered still part of the test screening, the test audiences of this as they're trying? Yes, to Yes, it's fill it still previews until February sixth, I believe. Now let's It'll keep be in the mind in Broadway history. Let's keep in mind it was supposed to open in February two thousand ten. Uh, 
It was supposed to open in January 2010. That's but right. Before that, it was supposed to open like three years ago. They keep pushing it back and pushing it back. I don't know if it was ever three years ago. I thought it was only no, conceived no, it was, of like, but yeah, three no. Years no. Ago was when they first announced it, but I think it was supposed to be over a year ago that it was supposed to open yeah. the first time because yeah. it's gone bankrupt at least once. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, anybody else want to throw in on that? I have zero interest in seeing that at all. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I like the I like the uh, the the uh, jokes they've been making on Conan O'Brien about it. Though. <laughs> well, uh, I don't. I, I I'm I'm curious to see that. Were, it, were I given an opportunity like Jordan got, I would definitely take my take take them up on that. Um, I I've only seen but, maybe a couple of of uh, plays on Broadway, but I do get a chance to see them here in Scranton as the traveling shows come through. And hopefully, not hopefully, in April, I will be going to see one way or the other. Uh, spam a lot, which has kind of inspired my op- my opening today. Ah, uh, right on. And uh, I am so looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, speaking, of, you brought yeah, up the word opportunity. Fun. I should I'd be remiss not to mention that I won the tickets from the Media Junkyard podcast at mediajunkyard.com. So thank you to those guys for uh, that. They they showed up and uh, the two of them went to the show with me and my sister. Oh, nice. And uh, so that that part at least was really cool. awesome. That's cool. Now we're working on getting some of those guys in on our show at one point, right? Uh yeah. Uh, we're looking to get right. somebody from uh, Media Junkyard on Legion of Dues, right? Yeah, for an episode coming up pretty soon. So awesome. That would be, That'd be good to hear. I look forward to hearing that. Uh, as do I. Jim, anything else for us? Because uh, we're running a little bit up on 30 minutes, and we wanted to keep this nice and tight this week. I uh, just wanted to wish everybody a happy life day. And if you want to <laughs> check out my five-volume fanfic of uh, Lumpy and Itchy uh, from, <laughs> from uh, Kashyyyk, uh, you can check that out on the website. Uh, the, I think I'm putting that up about the fifth of never. So <laughs> we have, I've been having a lot of fun with that at work. Actually, I uh, excuse me, I took my riff tracks version of that and burned it on DVD, and it's been making the rounds around work. Um, the Star Wars holiday special, which believe it or not, folks, is canonical. <laughs> it does it does count in the expanded universe of Star Wars. Well, that's good because I got I got you all holocrons of uh, Princess Leia singing. For Christmas, so. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys! Thank you. No, nice. Jim. What's your problem with Lumpawaru? I don't have a problem with it. I'm just, I wrote a five volume fan fiction. No, you wrote a, 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 a that was about um, it, Itchy, whatever his his proper name is. You're talking about Lumpy there, Jordan. I thought he yeah. said Itchy and Lumpy. I thought he just said Itchy. I don't remember. Well, they're the two most fascinating characters in the Star Wars universe. Uh, naturally, the first, naturally. If you're not watching the Rift Tracks version and you're just listening to the straight dialogue, the first ten minutes. After the opening credits is and Harvey Corman in drag with four arms trying to make bantam meat. Actually, Harvey Corman is a gay robot. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, that's right. I'm that. Ross. Anything else? I'm a dead gay robot. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, Star Wars holiday special. Turn off the dark, spam a lot, Dune, children's Dune, and now Red versus Blue. How many more references can we work into here, Russ? I picked up the Blu-ray for the A Team. You talking to me? Ba, ba, ba. You talking to me? I haven't watched me? it yet. Ba, uh, you haven't seen the movie, or yep. you just haven't seen the, seen the Blu-ray yet? Either. Really? I haven't yeah, seen it I, either. Uh, I haven't seen it either. It's all right. With as much, it's, it's all right. With as much as you taunted and teased and got stuck in my brain that theme song while the movie was coming out and i cursed you daily you did um i did not get a chance to see it in the theater um and i, I like i said i picked up the blu-ray and I've, I've just been so busy since the weekend i just haven't had a chance to right. to see it so i'm much more excited Maybe about the airwolf uh, film adaptation is there such a thing i wish i love that theme song but is, uh, is jam michael vincent gonna be in it 
I have no idea. It's not real, so probably not. <laughs> I do like in, it. In, in, the, in the remake in Jordan's mind? Yes. 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 <laughs> in the remake in my mind, I haven't seen the show I, since it was in syndication when I was like four, so I have no well, idea. Right, I don't know if he can be coherent for long enough to to record that. All Me right. or Michael Vincent? I'm killing it. Who's uh, who's who is uh, who's got our boilerplate? I did it last time. Nobody got it. it. Oh gosh. One two three. Not it. I'll, I'll do it. I just got to bring it up the thread. All right, you bring it up the thread while I uh, vamp here. I want to thank everybody for enjoying our parody shows of uh, Half Hour Wasted to two hundred point one and now two hundred one B, and we will see you. Well, we've already had our Christmas show on the Legion of Dudes. We're not going to discuss what we got for Christmas just yet. We'll wait for our next Legion of Dudes show to talk about that. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas and do have a happy new year. Uh, keep an eye out here for next week for some special half-hour wasted Legion of Dudes goodness and watch for some good announcements coming out of uh, the half-hour wasted Legion of Dudes podcast group, as it were, for the new year. So we got some exciting things going on we can't wait to share with you. Was that enough time, Jordan? Or oh, that was plenty of time. All right. I am marveling at the fact that it says, "Hi, I'm insert name here from insert city." You know or what? State Go for it. Read, read it just as it's written. Hi, I'm insert name here from insert city and state or whatever here, and you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network, and that makes you cool or something. Visit the site's website. Visit the show's website, rather, at halfhourwasted.com to check out blogs that don't really exist, photos that are never updated, and more. And don't forget to check out the new message board at forumforgeeks.com, where I'm actually reading this from right now. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com, which is an email address in case you were uninformed, or leave a voicemail with a telephone at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad at halfhourwasted.com, frank at halfhourwasted.com, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Those are all email addresses again, or you can follow them at Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, that's us, the guys talking now, which comes out every Thursday on the same feed, and the Walking Dead TV podcast on a different feed, and keep an eye out for Speak of the Devil, our Daredevil Central podcast that I'm not on. Visit our sponsor, DCBService.com, and you'll remember till next week, he's Brad, he's Bill, he's Frank, we're the Legion of Dudes, and we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. <gasps> I beg it.